right, before we start this uh, this week's episode, uh, I think we're going to play a little game with the audience this week. They're playing a game with us? Oh, yeah. This is uh, interactive, you know, follow along. It's a community we're building here. Ah, like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. Yeah, so here's okay. what I'm thinking. This is news to me. This what is the awfully serious drinking game. Here's how it's going to work. The ass drinking game. The ass drinking game, exactly. Okay. We're each going to record a rule... This is fresh for me too. I have the, no idea what's for the about listener, to but we won't know each other's rules. So I think my rule is gonna have something to do with things that Ashin says on the podcast, and his rule is gonna have something to do with things that I say. But we're gonna record them separately. We'll we'll play it for you, the listener, and then at the very end of the episode, we'll tell each other what our rules were. So if you're listening with a friend, maybe one of you pick one side and the other pick the other and we'll see who gets drunker by the end of the episode yeah it's like the thing we did with like the the quiz last time okay i got it i got it all right you get out of the room I'm, i'll go first okay i'll go first go okay i'm leaving okay all right so i'm thinking for this drinking game i think we got a couple quizzes coming up so every time alex over explains an answer to one of the one of the quizzes you gotta take half a shot so i think that's gonna be me let me get Alex in here, and um, he'll get his. All right, I don't know what Ashin told you all, but all right, here we go. So I have a tiered drinking game. All those lightweights out there, level one is drink every time a shin says the podcast email level two for those hardcore ass listeners drink every time a shin repeats something that i say and level three for the people out there who are wearing their fanny packs and such you have to drink every time a shin says you know all right let's get him back in here and start the episode don't look look look. all right All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Awfully Serious. What is it now? Episode 20? Episode 63? It's getting up there for sure. We want to get into the segments real quick, but we do have some... uh some housekeeping to take care of. Oh, we're just all business today, Alex. Now that we do this every week, we, you, don't, you didn't get a little bit more enthusiasm for the listeners. We got to get through doing? this, man. We, this is, you know, we have point by point, item by item. We got to get through everything. This this podcast is just something to be gotten through. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, what do you got for us, Alex? Okay, well, first of all, no one emailed us about a potential name for our listeners, so I guess it's assless name. Yeah, very strange. Usually we get a fair amount of emails. Nothing this people, people love to talk about the quiz. People yeah. love to talk about Murdoch Manners. We'll give them another week. We'll give them another okay. week. All right, you ass listeners. I'm talking to you. Mm, let's see what rumbles you got coming up. <laughs> another suggestion that came in via email. Shin, what do you think of us getting a podcast Instagram account? You know? We have, we've mentioned a lot of photos. Yeah, and we did that have... That we wanted to post. And we have had a few people call us out and email us for the photos like we asked that are email awfullyseriouspod at gmail.com mm. but maybe I don't know I'll be honest I don't know how Instagram works you like Facebook? I sound old cut that part I sound old <laughs> well as far as I know it's where you post like cool pictures of yourself and stuff um, I'm trying to remember of all the, the photos that we've mentioned so far on the podcast and 
Okay, we got that foliage picture. I got it's oh, a, it's yeah. a classic picture. Yeah? yeah. Well, I remember way back from episode one, that climbing trip we went on. Oh, we can put those up? That picture's hanging in your bedroom right now. It is. I love that picture. And we have that infamous video of Bryson dancing along. That's true. That's true. Okay, you know, we'll get it sorted. We'll try to figure out how the Instagram works, I guess. I want to hear some more feedback. Do people really want us to have an Instagram? They want one more social media to have to follow? I don't know. I mean, at least you'll know it's not a bot, right? That's worth something. <laughs> That's true. A last one, and this is kind of a, a sneak preview for the quiz we're going to go on later, Shane. Okay. But in my Wikipedia, I came across a name that I thought would be great for your future kid. What's it going to be? The name Wolfgang. What do you think? Wolfgang! Yeah. I like Wolfgang. It's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. I think it's like... It, it hits all the things we talked about, like Wolfgang Puck. Everyone knows Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> and he's like right in the middle, not high or low. Yeah, I mean, are there other famous Wolfgangs? Is Mozart a Wolfgang? I think he might be. Was he the deaf one? I want to say that's Bach. Mm, let's say it's, let's just say it's Mozart. Okay, sounds good. It's funny because you know what my, one of my favorite songs ever is. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Guess that well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a fifth of Beethoven. Which is also classical music, but it's like a little disco riff on classical music. You heard of it? It's oh, pretty okay, good. Okay. It's Saturday Night Fever. All right. But yeah, Wolfgang's great. What do you think the nicknames would be? Wolfie. Wolf- Wolfie. Oh, Wolfie. Gangbang. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Okay. Uh, let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. What else do you got for us, Alex? All right. All right. I think that's about it. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's get the segments. <laughs> and uh, you ready for the quiz this week oh am i what do we got today what am i learning about today so-and-so's paradox pandora's box this one of Aristophanes. <laughs> this one's a little bit more straightforward i think we used to have a tradition of naming our quizzes after failed podcast names mm-hmm. so this one is going to be called 90 percent of what you just said is wrong oh i like it already i feel like i'll do very good in this quiz <laughs> so here's how it works i'm gonna read a, i'm gonna give you a question and then a list of 10 names ten nine names. of them are correct and one of them is wrong so i just gotta get one of the correct ones no you gotta get you gotta get the wrong one i gotta get the one wrong one yeah that's a 10 percent chance that i get it right yeah but the rest are wrong Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. All right. Question one. These are all presidents who lost re-election. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. John Adams. Okay. John Quincy Adams. Grover Cleveland. Benjamin Harrison. William Taft. Calvin Coolidge. Herbert Hoover. Gerald Ford. Jimmy Carter. And George H. W. Bush. So I got to pick the one which had two terms. Who actually, yeah, who won re-election. So uh, you didn't do any, did you do any crap where like, like, you know, they didn't run or they died in the middle of their terms? Uh, No, all of these people ran for election and lost. Although one of them went on to win after his loss, if that makes any sense. Uh, Okay, okay. That was like Teddy Roosevelt, right? I forget. One of them, one of them, he Mm, he had a little mm. patch. Well, he's not... He's, he's not, not on the list. On the, on Teddy Roosevelt list. ran for a third term and lost, I think. Okay. On the Bull Moose Party. All right. Is that right? Bull Moose? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds right. Okay. A bull moose. That's something which, you know, speaks quietly and carries a large stick, I believe. On on its head? 
Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Def- of course. All right, so let's see. All right, give me one each, and I'll just kind of go through them. John Adams. I mean, if there's one thing the Hamilton soundtrack told me, is like he wasn't that good, so I don't think he got reelected. Okay. Uh, John Quincy Adams. So I did my third grade project on him. He sucked, too. He didn't get reelected either. Out. All right. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. I feel like that's a no, but I'm going to put him on the short list. Okay. Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison. I feel like William Henry Harrison. He's the one who died in office, and I think it's because he ate a mix of milk and cherries, and he got food poisoning. So, yeah, to all uh, your listeners out I, there, don't I, make I thought, milk I thought it cherries. was because he like gave a really long speech at his inauguration, and then he caught a cold and died. Milk and cherries. I don't know. Milk well, and cherries. All right. Email us at uh what's the email again awfully serious pod at gmail.com okay if you if you can t- tell us um how um william henry harrison died so let's see and i mean he's the more famous harrison i can think of so benjamin harrison he probably probably wasn't a two-term president mm. if, you know the first harrison i think of is the guy who died like 10 days in office benjamin harrison out okay william taft william taft he was like notoriously corrupt i believe right Big, big ol' no, I think he was uh the teapot dome. That one wasn't of the him? no, it wasn't that uh that was someone else. Okay, that was in the twenties, right? Hoover, maybe I do. I felt like I remember Taft sucking for some reason. Well, Taft, I think, was not a Federalist. I just remember he was like real big and had a mustache. Yeah, that's all I remember about him. I think he's most famous for. He's the only president who was also Supreme Court Chief Justice. Oh, so he must have been pretty good. Probably wasn't that corrupt then. No, right. not corrupt. I don't think he was a great president. Okay, that was it. Maybe that was it. So I'll keep him on the short list. All okay, right. okay. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. That's my answer, Calvin Coolidge. Yeah? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. You're not even going to hear the rest of them? Fine, just real quick, real quick. Herbert Hoover. No, he was a teapot dome guy. Oh, okay. Gerald Ford? Gerald Ford. Oh... Wait, these are ones who didn't get reelected or did get reelected, who ran, who had two terms. These are so nine of these people lost reelection and only one of them won reelection. Oh, Gerald Ford was Jimmy Carter on the list. Jimmy Carter's on the list. I'm gonna change my list. Everyone loves Jimmy Carter. Come on, Jimmy Carter. That's my real answer. Okay. Yeah. Final answer. Yes. Do you want to hear the last person on the list? Who? George H. W. Bush. No, I think he. I think only did once because he did the whole like read my lips, no new taxes. Mm. So yeah, don't don't try don't try to s- trick me. Whichever answer I said you before you can't that. be tricked. Jimmy oh, okay. Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're wrong. He lost. Oh, <laughs> but everyone loves Jimmy Carter. I know. Well, yeah. I guess you know it's what they say. A president's approval rating is always highest after he's done being in office. Is that what they say? I feel like it's saying. Oh, okay. Well, who was it? It was Calvin Coolidge. I was. Why did you? Why did you have to bamboozle me like that? I was well, on. Well, I mean, you only listened to half the list. I thought you might want more. Want more choices. Right, you now you're drinking coffee here. I'll give you half a point. Okay, half a half point. point. Give me half a point. Yeah. All right. You ready for question number two? Yes. Okay. These are American companies that are over 200 years old. Okay. And I'm gonna give give them to you alphabetically. Okay. Ball Corporation. They make mason jars. Okay. Brooks Brothers. Okay. Cigna Insurance. Okay. Citigroup. Okay. Colgate. Okay. Dixon Ticonderoga. They make pencils. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Did, <laughs> oh, fun okay. fact. Oh, okay, yeah. 
When I was in third grade, I had really messy handwriting. My third grade teacher made us buy special pencils, which were extra soft. They were HB instead of normal B to see if it would help my handwriting. It didn't work. I almost got held back. Because of your handwriting? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Look at me now, Mrs. McCallion. Look at me now. No extra soft for you anymore. Nope. (laughs) It's a digital age we live in. Sorry, keep on going. (laughs) Um, HarperCollins Publishers. Okay. Jim Beam. Okay. King Arthur Flower. Okay. And Remington. They made rifles and typewriters. King Arthur Flower. Jim Bean. I feel like if I could have seen the you know the bottle, probably would have said in there, but I'm sure it was in the 1860s. Jim Bean was the one. They have like nine faces of the founders or whatever on the side of the bottle. If they got nine founders, it's pretty old. Something like that, yeah. All right. Okay. So let's do the list again. Ball Corporation, Ball. Mason Jars. Mason Jars. Mason Brooks Jars Brothers. Old. Brooks okay. Brothers. Brooks Close. Brothers makes suits. Cigna Insurance. Cigna Insurance. I never heard of it. I never even heard of this company. They do like healthcare and stuff. Okay. Um, Citigroup, Banking and Financial Services. Spelled C I T I. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? That's it. There's no way. They spelled anything so fancy and ridiculous, <laughs> like in the 1800s. Uh-huh. I'm, don't even read the rest. Citigroup. You sure? You, I'm lucky. Don't don't make don't. I, want, right. I don't want to hear anymore. Okay, okay. Citigroup. You're wrong. What is it? <laughs> it what? was a ball corporation, the mason jars. Come on, mason jars are like the oldest thing around. They're actually only date back to 1880. That's not 200 years. It's not. Well, okay. So I was way off. So that means they had to be almost around in the. 18, early 1800s for it to be 200 years. I yeah. felt like I should have thought that through. But Citigroup, C-I-T-I? Who's spelling it like that? Mm, it was founded in 1812. By someone whose last name is City? Because <laughs> um, now that I think about it, I always thought it was just a play on City, C-I-T-Y. But I realized maybe that's not the case. I think it was. Mm, what was the original name? Ah, City Bank of New York. All right, next question. You ready for the last one? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. These are Nobel laureates, except for one. Okay. And I'll read their names first, and then I have a few notes on each one if you if you have any questions. Okay. And so I'll read their name, the supposed year, and which award they won, supposedly. Okay. Allegedly. Okay, but there's no 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 crap where like you like just mixed up the award or something, right? They've never won any Nobel Prize. One of them has never won any Nobel Prize. I have another question. Okay. So some people say the Nobel Prize in economics doesn't really count as a Nobel Prize. For the purposes of this quiz, it's a real Nobel Prize. Okay, good, 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 good. Glad you brought that up. You know. All right. I feel like I should have saved it as a little, like, you know, (laughs) in my back pocket. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling, 1907, Literature. Fritz Haber, 1918, chemistry. All right, just take Haber off the list. Because I think pretty sure he won for the Haber-Bosch process. Next. All right, all right, all right. But uh, did, would the Jungle Book win a Nobel Prize? Hmm. What else did he write? Rudyard Kipling, he wrote the Jungle Book, right? He did. I do love the Jungle Book. It's a nice book. Do you want to hear the rest yeah, of the choices? Yeah, we should keep on going. Okay. Alexander Fleming, 1945, physiology and medicine. Winston Churchill, 1953 in literature. In literature? Literature. Albert Camus, 1957, literature. Linus Pauling, 1962, peace. 
He got the Peace Prize? Did he? Sounds, I feel like, wasn't he like a physicist? Linus Pauling? He was a chemist. Chemist. Henry Kissinger, 1973, Peace. Henry Kissinger? Mm Mm-hmm. Vladimir Nabokov, 1974, Literature. Mikhail Gorbachev, 1990, Peace. Daniel Kahneman, 2002, Economics. And I have some notes and details if you want to hear more about any of these people. So I'm pretty sure Kahneman and Tversky won the Nobel Prize. Well, I know Richard Th- Richard Thaler won the Nobel Prize in, in economics, but I think if they gave it to Richard Thaler, they probably gave it to Kahneman first, I think. They're really digging like the social sciences and the economics division these days. Right? Behavioral economics is just a fancy word for, you know, It's a way of the psychology. future. Way of the future. All right. So go through them. Again, I'm going to scratch them. All, just the names? Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear the dates and the and the award? Um, let's see. Kipling. Yeah. Jungle Book. Keep him on the short list. I don't think the Jungle Book was that good. You want to hear the other stories he wrote? Yeah, sure. All right. His big novel was Kim. He also wrote Just So Stories. That's actually the one that I read when I was a kid. And he also wrote the controversial poem, The White Man's Burden. Hmm. That's right. He did write that. Anyway, so his was 1907 in literature. Mm-hmm. Fritz Haber, 1918. You already struck him. Yeah. Huh? Alexander Fleming, 1945, Physiology and Medicine. Strike him. Okay. Winston Churchill, 1953, for literature. For literature. I feel like all those people listening in the UK are probably yelling at me right now. I'm putting them on the short list. I just feel like Peace Prize, I'd believe. Literature? I mean, maybe if someone just made a book of all like his quotes and they sold them, because he's got a lot of like good quotes, you know? He's a quotable man. I feel like him and Teddy Roosevelt, they could just list, make a book of their quotes and then, like, you know, be a bestseller. It would be, yeah. Right? You know what the title of the book would be called? What would it be called? The Man in the Arena. That'd be a good one, right? The Man in the Arena? Yeah. But there's two of them. All right, keep on going down the list. Albert Camus, 1957, Literature. The name sounds familiar. What did he write? He wrote The Stranger. Yeah, okay, The Stranger probably won. Yeah. Uh, Linus Pauling, 1962, for peace. For peace? Why would he win for peace? Um, he became an outspoken critic of the nuclear arms race. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he was like very anti-nuclear weapons and okay. stuff. Keep him on the short list with Churchill and Kipling. Okay. Uh, Henry Kissinger, 1973, for peace. It's possible. I may have my own feelings on Henry Kissinger, but, you know. Many people have feelings about Henry Kissinger. But, you know, I could see that happening. Mm. Okay, so strike him. Um, Vladimir Nabokov, 1974 in literature. You know I got a soft spot for Rus- Russian Russian authors. So yeah. Let's keep him. Okay. Oh, sorry, not keep him. Strike him. Strike him. Out of here. Yeah. All right. You know, he wrote some of his novels in English, too, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he wrote Lolita in English. I've been reading him in Russian this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> okay, speaking of Russians, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, 1990, in peace. Yeah, you probably got it. And Daniel Kahneman. I think you struck yeah. him already. So let's so see. let's go back through the list. Oh, no, no. I'm, you know who I'm going with? You got it? Okay. I'm going with the racist, the Jungle Book ba- guy. Kipling, huh? Yeah. Oh, you know, you- just out of spite. I'm going out of spite. Well, you're wrong. Sorry, he won the Nobel Prize. The racists want the Nobel Prize? Oh, yeah. I feel like many racists have won the Nobel Prize. Uh, then who was it? It was Nabokov. 
I feel like you played to my blind spot there. <laughs> some could, some might say, I got them all right this time. Because you got them all wrong. Yeah, but they're really the answer to your question. No, I think you're just wrong. But you want to hear something funny about Vladimir Nabokov? How do you say it? Nabokov. 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 Wasn't he also a goalie for the San Jose Sharks once? I think it was Nabokov. I feel like the timeline's a little off there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say that Nabokov was actually a very accomplished and respected entomologist. Entomologist? Entomologist. That's what we do. We make up words. No. He studied insects. What? What's, what, what's it called when you make up words? Etymologist. Ah, wrong again. Anyway, he specialized in lepidoptery, which is the study of... Lepers! Butterflies. Okay. And according to this note, the Harvard Museum of Natural History still possesses Nabokov's genitalia cabinet where he stored his collection of male blue butterfly genitalia. Huh. We should go see that someday. I wonder if it's like that night of the museum where the genitalia come to life in the middle of the night. Now that would be a field trip. Ooh. Isn't that a children's movie? So they say. Hmm. All right, well, you offered, but uh, you know what? I'm going to give you another chance in a little bit. Oh, why? We got we got another quiz coming up? Yeah, I think we're going to double quiz it this episode. Ooh, double quizzing. I like it. All right, all right, all right. We're back. And so this time I was thinking, one of the, one of the you know few comments we get, no one commented on whether or not they like being called ass listeners. But we did get some emails that people actually, you know, People liked hearing what you you know what you knew about coffee, getting a little pull behind the curtain, if you will. And I thought we'd continue that. So the name of this segment is going to be Behind the Curtain. Oh, okay. So you know, Alex, one of the reasons why you know you know so much about coffee is you're probably the best barista I know. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. And you know, I so you're on one side of that counter, I'm on the other, and I figure you know. This is a chance for you to take us behind the curtain, you know, explain some things. I got some questions I want to ask you. Okay, that's okay. That's what I was thinking. I feel like you've never been in the coffee shop that I work at. It's very far away oh, and it okay. has no Wi-Fi. So when you say that you're on one side of the co- counter and I'm on the other, you're speaking metaphorically. Or... Metaphorically. Okay. Yes, yes. I yes, get yes, it. I get yes. it. All right. So what kind of questions do you have for me? First is, what do you think about regulars? Oh, I love my regulars. They come in every day. We talk. You know, I keep up with their lives, their hopes, their dreams. So I'm always embarrassed to be a regular. I hate being a regular. Why is that? I just feel like, you know, it's like I feel shame. They're like, oh, there he is. That that schmuck who's like ready to like, you know, buy an expensive coffee again and again and again. Sometimes I come two or three times in one day. And they're like, oh, he's back. He needs some more. And it's fun because, you know, you like you have a little interplay with them. But at the same time, I feel shame. I feel like, are they judging me? Do you judge a regular sometimes? Like, oh, my. Hmm. I don't really judge them unless they're like kind of rude, I guess. Do you or have like, rude regulars? Is oh, that yeah. possible? Oh, yeah. How can you have a regular that's rude? They see you every day. Yeah, well, some, sometimes they just like grunt. They just expect their drink to be on the counter. Mm. And if it's not there, then they get mad. Mm. But if there's someone new working who maybe doesn't know their drink, then like they get they get mad at this new person. I always feel also one of the things which is kind of nice about being a regular, but I always get a little embarrassed is when there's a line. 
you see a regulars. Do you do that thing where you kind of like, you know, start get their drinks prepared ahead of time and stuff like that when you see like, oh. Yeah, if I see them walking in, sometimes I'll even just put it on the counter and like wink and a nod, just comp their drink and get them out of there. You'd comp their drink? Yeah. Oh, you better cut that. But well, I always feel a little, I feel, you know, I feel a little embarrassed when they do stuff like that for me. I feel like, oh no. I like, feel like I'm very discreet about it. Yeah. But yeah. I always feel like, what are, what are the other people going to say? Like, you know, like they're probably <laughs> jealous. Like, oh, this, this fancy guy, he comes here all the time. I just came here for this one, one week treat. This guy's coming here all the time. I just hate the judgment. Mm. Am I making it up in my head? I guess so. But, you know, on my side of things, for all the people who like are just like there for the first time and like only coming through once, I'm never going to see him again. This is uh, this other guy, someone I have a relationship with, you know? All right. Fair, fair. What other things do you got? What's different maybe on your side than my side? Well, I did a short poll of some of my coworkers and I asked them some of the things that they find super annoying about their customers. Okay, okay. So, let's just go through this list real quick. Not putting money in my hand, just putting it on the counter and then expecting you to, like, go over and grab it and then count it oh, and make I change. Ha- I have a counterpoint to that. Oh, okay, okay. I feel that, okay, maybe it's a little disrespectful, but it is the easiest way for the money to be exchanged. Otherwise, you're sticking your hand out and you're putting your thing, especially for credit cards. You put your credit card, you slide the credit card, they slide it towards them across the edge of the table and they pick it up. Hmm. I guess that depends on the the type of establishment because in our store, the customer is the one who puts the credit card in the machine. Uh, You know, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that when they turn and they make you do it. I'm like, here you go. Please do it. Like what? Now I got to press all these buttons. I'd rather you press the button. Well, you don't have to relinquish your credit card. But that's There's why, a security issue. But that's why you do the slide across the table. The slide is perfect. And I think it works well with money too. I understand. No, this is not a slide. This is just putting the money down on the table. Okay. No slide. But if I put the money down slide? Uh, I guess. I think, you know, if you talk, talk, talk to your friends a little bit, you know, and just I would play, just like, an acknow- little, sometimes like an bit. acknowledgement, you know, of like, I'm right here, just Give me the money. Just put it in my hand. That would be nice. I think the slide's more efficient on both both ends, but okay. All right. Um, oh, when people change their drink after that you've already started making it? Yeah, that's that. I'll agree with you. That's cardinal sin. Because then, like, you know, it's always... Sometimes I've done that on accident, and they'll be very nice, you know? And they'll go, yeah, it's totally fine. And they dump it all into the trash, and you just feel like the worst human being. Yeah. Sometimes I just drink it anyway. If you're nice about it, then it's totally cool. But some people are like... I meant this, obviously. Why couldn't you like read my mind? Mm. And they get a little bit hissy about it. You know, this has happened to me a couple times in the summer when like I'll go 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 to an establishment and I'll ask for an iced black tea. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they'll come and they'll give me a hot tea. I'll go, here's your black tea. I said, no, no, no. It's freaking eighty degrees outside. Why would I want a hot tea? I asked for an iced black tea. Yeah, but some people on my end, some people say just tea. And they expect it to come iced. That's fair. But That's the fair. default is hot. And, I, and maybe one day you forgot to say iced, but you thought you did. And then you got mad at some poor, no, 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 poor no. barista. So you see what happens. So I don't get mad. So what the first thing I do, I say, oh, I think there's a mistake. And then depending on like if they like go, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't say anything else. But if they're like, no, you asked for a black tea. And then that's when I go, no, I asked for an iced black tea. Because otherwise Dang. what happens is you always go up to the counter. You go, hi, I'd like an iced tea, please. They go, sure. Which one would you like? We got two or three different kinds. And then you have to listen, like, you know, like they got a black one, a green one, an herbal one. 
and I want the black one. Instead of saying that, I just say iced black tea. But I feel like when they when they hear the words black tea, sometimes you know it's like it's like maybe just muscle memory. They're like black tea. All right, done. Hmm. And maybe it depends on like how the establishment makes their tea. Because our iced teas are like brewed separately than all of the like hot teas.、Mm. So if you said black tea and didn't specify iced, I'm going to a very specific place. But the the hot black tea and the iced black tea, they're not in the same place. So we agree that I'm right on this one.、Right? I think the important thing is that you get what you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, this is a big one. If like, say someone orders their coffee, but they want to put some milk in it, but the cup is too full, then they pour the extra out into the trash can. Wait, but don't they usually leave a little like empty trash can? You're supposed to pour things into. Um, we don't have like a tub or anything. So like, when people pour coffee into the trash can. It leaks at the end of the night when we have to take trash out. Why don't you guys get a tub? I feel like you guys should get a tub. I feel like you could just say, "Hey, could you dump some of this out for me?" So that, or you could say, "Could I get some room for milk, please?" Uh, all right, okay, I understand where you're coming from.、It、sounds like a lot of words. Sounds like a lot of words which need to be said. That's true. A lot of places have a tub. You should think about a little tub. You do you dump coffee down your trash can at home? No, but they have a little tub, like a little like king's cup, if you will. You have a tub at home. Drinks people pour in for milk. I don't, because there's no like communication gap. Because like I'm making my own thing, but like if someone else is making it, I can't expect them to get it right. So I have a little tub、well, to fix it. Why don't you ask for what you want, and then we'll give it to you. But otherwise, I'd feel bad if it's incorrect. Having to give it back to you, like oh, I'd like a little bit more milk, a little less milk. You know, I'd feel bad. Like you know, like I'm held holding up the line. Well, if you if you want coffee, just say, can I get a coffee with room for milk? This is a lot more contentious than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I feel like you should get a tub. <laughs> All right, I'll、uh, I'll pass that along. I well, I know these aren't your gripes; these are your coworkers. These、gripes. are not. I'm trying to、yeah. defend. I'm trying. You're to a very reasonable、other. person, and would <laughs> I'm sure advocate for a tub to be it for it to be dumped into. I will pass it along. Okay. All right. This one's kind of funny, actually. All right. Neurotypicals who claim their dog is a service dog. I hate them everywhere. You hate those at people everywhere. When the whole concept of like you know deciding your dog to be a service dog, it's like you know like, and I feel bad because I got some friends who do it. They probably listen to this pod. I'm okay with it. Like you know like like you're calling them out right now. Well, it's like the kind of things like look. We all know you're just like you know you're playing the system here. All right, like as long as you, as long as like everyone admits, yeah. We're playing a little, you know, fast with the rules so we can get what we want. Okay, but you know, let's not be holier than thou about it, or like, you know, don't look me in the eye and, you know, tell me for real that's a service dog. You just, you could t- look me in the eye and say, I registered this as a service dog so I could take him where I want to go. That I'm okay with. But you, you actually know, did some legwork for it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you're being honest. It's like, yes, he is a service dog so that I can take him, not that he is actually a service dog. Oh. It's not like a dog went to service dog school. You got him a certificate. Whoa,、right? whoa, calm down. It's just especially on airplanes. I feel like even like if you're gonna claim that your dog is a service dog, they have to be well behaved.、Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like a shitty dog, I don't know how what what good service he's given. You know、oh, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, there's like a difference between a service dog and a therapy dog. And I feel like some people, like you know, like or like. The th- well, okay, so people call their therapy le- dogs. I feel like、dogs. legitimate service dogs. They're always in uniform. You can tell, so people know. But then they got therapy dogs where they sell like uniforms which look very close to service dog uniforms, 
That's like impersonating a police officer. There should be a fine for that. Uh, no one, no one finds a kid for wearing a cop costume on Halloween. That's true, and they got tons of beautiful dog costumes. Doesn't need to be a service dog costume. Mm, that's true. It's like you know, if it's Halloween and you dress up as a surgeon, and you go like, no, 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 let me into the hospital. Come on, I'm dressed up <laughs> like a surgeon. You should let me in. That's what that is. That's what that is, Alex. It's not okay. Ooh, oh man. Ooh, I'm, okay, I agree with you on that okay, one. Okay. I'm glad we found some common ground. Hey, neurotypicals, you know, like cooler with the service dogs. Common grounds. That is the name of a coffee shop already. I common think. grounds, really? I think so. Oh, okay. So I have two. These are from two different people, and they're like the exact inverse of each other, which I find amusing. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Okay. People assuming that they know more about coffee than you. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean... Do people come into your place of, of work and uh, try to explain things in your field to you? I guess that probably happens here all the time. Yeah, this place is full of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. That is annoying. And it's like, there are times where it's like, maybe you can give me a little tidbit here and there, a little tip. Or like, you know, like maybe it's like, hey, I like it. Oh, I'm all about tips. I like it to prepare this certain way, you know. Maybe it's a little obscure, so you do a little, you know, over-explaining. But you know me. I'm not a fan of over-explainers in general, so. I think it's more about people who are like, oh, like, where does this, co- like, what country is this coffee from? Or, like, how does your pour, what kind of pour-over setup do you have? Oh, right? so it sounds like they're trying to, like, question you and stuff? Yeah, kind of snobby people, I guess. Based on what you said on the last podcast, it sounds like you do this in your head already, though. Um, Every time you go to a different coffee shop, you're like already assessing all this stuff. Maybe they're yeah, doing that too. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe I'm a snob. Call me a snob. You are a snob. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Oh, you're okay. a good snob. Oh, shucks. I try. All right. And here's the inverse is the virtue signaling industry insider. So like other people who work in customer service too is like. Oh, I think I see what you mean. You, it's like, yeah. It's when you're like, sometimes it's like people are like a little like overly nice like you know like trying to like be like oh yes we're pals because i do something else somewhat related exactly yeah have to deal with people Mm -hmm. i hate that i feel like there's a certain amount of nice you can be after that you build a relationship up (laughs) right it's like you're skipping the first part of like building a friendship kind of thing and just assuming something about us I got, yeah, I got folks like, you know, like I shoot the shit with, like, you know, the, you know, around here, like, you know, we talk about the socks, we talk about, you know, how their grandkids are doing and stuff like that. And like, you know, don't, you know, the way this starts is you, you know, it's always like a little, like, you know, shot in the dark. You just go, oh, what are you doing this weekend or something like that? If there's no line, you know, just like after it's been established, like, hey, I've seen this person every day for like six months, like, you know, like it's a familiar face. Then you ask little questions here and there, right? But it's never like, we are brothers or we are sisters. You know, I like, hate that. Like it's some sort of secret society. Yeah, you just be, and like even then, you'd be pleasant, right? Like don't want, you know, like you don't need to pretend to be their best friend. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Got it. And uh, I do have a short list of um, gripes about coworkers, but you know what? I think the segment's been long <laughs> enough. We could probably you. skip that part and go on to the next segment. I like it. I like it. And uh, Shin, we got a two for this episode. Ooh, we got another quiz for the audience. I know it's been a real popular segment. Um, and this one is actually a shout out to our fan base in the Netherlands. Oh, that's right. We got 
We got some real eclectic listeners out there. Did you know that? Can you guess the number one city of all of our listeners mm. for all time, the entire run of the podcast? I feel it's got to be world. like either Boston or like San Jose, San Francisco. It's not. Where is it? It's Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. Those are got to be bots. You think they're bots? I don't know. All right. Here's a challenge out there. If you're in Amsterdam and you're listening to the podcast, you got to email us. Prove to us you're not a bot. And it sounds like you made a quiz for them. I did. So you know. It's the very least they could do now. Just a little shout right? out. I apologize for any mispronunciations or cultural appropriations that may result from the quiz, but it's all in good faith. Amsterdam. Yeah. So oh. I'm going to call this quiz Friends in Low Places. Friends in Low Places. That's a great way to, you know, I get because Netherlands, like nether regions, is low. I got it. You got it? I got it. Yeah. Okay. Keep on going. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, first one, very simple. What do you call people from the Netherlands, Ishin? A? D- Dutch. Okay, well, you got it right then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 were, were, there, were, the, were the questions funny? Should I let you finish? No. I'll no, let you finish. I'll let no. you finish. Okay. Well, Netherlanders. Okay. The Dutch. The Dutch. Hollanders. Hollanders. And Flemings. Flemings. Where do you think hollandaise sauce comes from? Is it from the Netherlands or is it British? Maybe from Holland. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Okay. 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 Should we go on? Should yeah, we move on? on. All right. On. All right. Okay. This one's about food. I like food. According to legend. Is the answer fries? It's not. All right. That doesn't count. All right. According to legend, the recipe for Hutzpot came from the cooked potato bits left behind by hastily departing Spanish soldiers during their siege of Leiden in 1574 during the Eighty Years' War, when the liberators breached the dikes of the lower-lying polders surrounding the city. They were flooded out of the area, and as they fled, the soldiers camping in the fields were flushed out. The anniversary of this event is called Leiden's Onset, and is still celebrated every October 3rd in Leiden and by Dutch ex patriots the world over so it's coming up we should celebrate it the dish is called hutzpot and it's a stew prepared by mashing potatoes onions and the winter variety of what vegetable a peas b carrots c parsnips or d rutabaga Mm. considering all the other words in this question were very weird i'm gonna go with the weirdest sounding vegetable i'm going with rutabaga rutabaga what is a rutabaga um i believe it's like a radish kind of but a little bit sweeter Hmm. am i right Uh, it's some kind of root vegetable you're wrong it was carrots Ah, should known carrots are orange they love things that are orange in the netherlands they love the carrots there yeah anyway all right this one's about food too okay Leedzikas is the most common type of counterkast cheese. Counter is Dutch for edge and refers to the sharp angle at the point where the side of the cheese wheel meets the base. It was granted a protected designation of origin by the EU in 2000 and may only be produced in the province of Friesland. Leedzikas cheese is flavored with cumin and what other spice? A. Caraway B. Anise C, juniper, or D, parsley. Mm. You know what's interesting? I was re- listening to this podcast the other day. So in response to some of the tariffs that we've been, been putting on in the U.S., 
not only have they been putting tariffs back on things like cheese, they've been doing things like making certain cheese cheeses like Asiago EU protected products. Like they have to be from Asiago now. So a lot of cheese distributors in America are in kind of a bind because they oh, used to yeah. sell out Asiago cheese. They're making the same style of cheese, but they have to call it something else. So they're having all these marketing campaigns yeah. trying to name their cheeses. Yeah, so was this recent, this thing with the rutabaga? No, the cheese, Lied, Lied, Liederhosen? Liedzikas. Liedzikas. How old is this cheese? Oh, wait, it was granted that protection in 2000. Okay, so it's you know, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to go with... It's a flavored cheese, cumin and, and another spice. What are the spices again? Caraway. I don't anise. even know what caraway is. Next. Anise. Like star anise. Yeah. Sounds a little gross. Keep on going. Juniper. Uh, I didn't know that was a spice either. That's like what like, gin is made of. Like juniperocera? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and parsley. Parsley. Parsley could be good. I'm putting, I'm saying parsley. You're going to say parsley? Yeah. It was caraway. What's caraway? Isn't that like a golf manufacturer? Like fairway? No. Ca- caraway. Callaway. It's Callaway. Callaway? It's Callaway. Okay. Oh, okay. What's caraway? Caraway, um, it, there's like fruits that people call caraway seeds, but they're really fruits. Hmm. Kind of looks like carrot. It's usually combined with carrots. Carrots again. I bet they're orange too, aren't they? Um, they kind of look like the tops of carrots, but they're green. <sighs> All right. You're making these pretty hard. Is there, is there more? Two more. Are you ready? Oh, two more. Come okay. on. I can get one more. <laughs> Here we go. The Dutch process was developed in the early 19th century by Dutch chocolate maker Conrad Johannes van Houten, whose father developed the method of removing fat from cocoa beans by hydraulic press. Dutch processed cocoa powder refers to chocolate that has been modified in what way? A. The addition of dried milk powder. B. Temperature manipulation to control chocolate's polymorphous crystallization. C. Preservation using ethanol and lactic acid. Or D. Treatment with an alkaline agent to achieve a neutral pH. Hmm. So I'm going to say it's the last one because now they sell non-alkanized cocoa powder. So the Dutch are probably the ones who messed around and put alkaline in, in it at the first place. Hmm. Final answer? Yes. You got it. I got it. Yay. Got you it. finally got one. Congratulations. Woo. Yeah. While treating it with an alkaline, neutral pH increases solubility. So you can finally make hot chocolate. Mm. But now people don't like alkaline cocoa powders. Does it have a taste or something? I think it tastes more like chocolate than like regular chocolate powder. That sounds better. Yeah, I think it's better. Huh. Other chocolate powder, you can't put it in your mouth or mix it easily into things because it like yeah, coats like, your tongue yeah. weird, kind of like that cinnamon challenge thing. Exactly. And it tastes kind of like, I think it tastes more bitter. I think the first batch of cookies ever made for those kids. Used natural cocoa powder instead of Dutch processed cocoa powder. And I accidentally put two to three times as much cocoa powder as it, like, you know. No, I mean, like oh, were you thinking, oh, I'm going to make these super chocolatey from my kids? Yeah, and it was... It oh, backfired, huh? You'd eat it and you'd cough out cocoa powder. <laughs> it was... Um, they used to refer to as refer to them as Ashin's garbage cookies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not being subtle at all. Yeah, though. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we missed the garbage cookies. But yeah, they didn't go over we're well. Talking about those for years, huh? Yeah. They, they looked like melted tires. <laughs> People still put them in their mouths? Yeah, some of them, some of them pretended to like them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's cute. Sorry, last question, last question. Okay, you ready for this last one? Yeah. All right. Korfball is a ball sport with similarities to basketball. It's played by two teams of eight, 
and it was invented by a Dutch school teacher, Nico Broekhuizen. James Namesman. In 1902. Okay. It was an Olympic demonstration sport. Oh. Yeah. In the 1920 Antwerp Games and the 1928 Amsterdam Games. It's an international sport, also popular in Belgium, the Czech Republic, and Taiwan. It's competed at the World Games since 1985 and the IKF Ball World Championships since 1978. Okay. The Dutch national team has won every World Games final and every World Championship except in 1991 when it lost to Belgium. Oof. Korfball gameplay is influenced by team makeup in what unusual way? A. Penalized players must score for the opposing team before they return to their side. B. Player positions are separated by zones and have explicit height restrictions. C. Teams are half male and half female and players must defend the same gender. Or D. Every player must touch the ball before scoring. Hmm. So, I really like the male and female thing. It sounds like it'd be a great college intramural sport. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things I'm thinking of is I could either be zones or everyone touching. So, now if I go back and use my inso- encyclopedic knowledge, I feel like I should have been able to say that word on the first try. <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of sports. There's one thing when people think about the Dutch sports, they think of the Dutch soccer team. Total football, you know. Mm, it's like yeah, it's, Van Persie. It's a little no? after total no? football, oh. but um, you know, like what's total football? I think it was them who did total football. Is that a game? No, no. It's like I think it was to, was them. Who, I thought it was them. Is that who a, did like total football. ad campaign? It's like you know how it's like the precursor to like the Spanish style Barcelona tiki taka oh, okay. passing around a lot, but theirs was more like everyone would attack and like they were, it was like, you know, like everyone would move around and like, you know, get involved in the play called and total football. I think that that's what it was called. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But, um, what I think is that they were probably inspired by this handball game. So I'm going to say it's the last one. Everyone had to touch the ball to score. That was very well thought out, but it was wrong. Aww. It's the male and female thing. Male and female thing. Yeah, you should really go with your first instinct on these quizzes is what I'm finding out. Aww. Okay. All right. Well, I got one, right? Yeah. I got two. You I should... got two. Yeah. Did you get two? Mm-hmm. You got two. Nice I... job. So you got half and I got half? Wait, what? I, You know, you got half of them right. I got the other half right. Well, there were five questions. I guess we went Dutch. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. That was... oh, come on. Come on. Uh, we're almost wrapped up here but i do have this one email question that came in oh there's more yeah just a real short one so i thought i'd answer it on the air okay okay this is this is fresh we did not prepare this i'm a little caught off guard here what what are we doing well this listener wants to know you know we have we're just recording and releasing so much more frequently these days they want to know how come the uh, episodes haven't gotten any shorter? They thought that that was part of the promise. Shorter episodes more frequently. That is true. It's a lot. Yeah. Yep. W- w- why do you think that is? That they've, they've kind of stayed the same length almost. Maybe even gotten longer in some cases. Maybe because one of us is still talking too much. I'm not going to name names, but maybe one of us just talks for too long. Mm, that's, or be maybe it's because we're having too much fun. I don't know. I it don't could know. be that. Well, okay. it's funny that you say that because... 
I came across something interesting while I was editing the last episode. All right. And I thought I'd play it for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This is uh, maybe a verbal tick that uh, you might want to um, pay more attention oh, to. Oh, I know what's coming Are you next. Ready? Yes. You know, 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 I, you know, 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 when we were like, you know, 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 but you know, 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 sometimes to, you know, like, you know, you know, and, you know, you know, some to, you know, like, or, you know, we, you know, we, you know, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, I want, you know, or, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, all right. So that was every single time that you said, you know, during the last episode recording. Is that what you made the drinking game this time? What's that? Is that what you made the drinking game? I know I say that phrase a bit. But I feel like everyone gets, you know, a thing. You know, a thing. You know, yeah. It's what makes it con- 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 conservation, conversational. Yeah, right. It's just part of you know everyday speech. You have a tick too. What's mine? I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna make a very mean <laughs> clip put together. Oh, great! Great. <laughs> that wraps up another great episode of Awfully Serious. Ooh, I'm glad those ass listeners stuck with us, but uh, I'm wondering if some of them are might be a little drunk right now. Ashin, what were your uh, drinking game rules? It's going to be pretty even. You know what mine was? What was it? It was every time you over-explained anything during a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a lot. I feel like over-explained is the key, the operative word here. Mm-hmm. What was yours? <laughs> was yours the you know thing? All right, I had... A three level. I had three levels of participation. Dang, you came to play today, Alex. For the listeners. Okay. Right, level one, drink every time Ashin says the podcast email. I feel like you didn't do that that, mm. that much this episode. I should have prompted you more. Uh, level two was drink every time Ashin repeats something that I say. Does that happen a lot? I think it happens. Well, I think you repeat yourself. You say things like twice. Like Eddie McDouble from the McDonald's commercials? Is that what he did? I don't know who that is. Oh, Eddie McDouble, come on. You're, this is pop culture, Alex. Keep on going. Sorry, I'm not, just not in tuned in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Last one is drink every time Ashin says, you know. And you killed him. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's still conscious right now. Our poor listeners in the Netherlands. <laughs> they don't stand a chance. No. I'm a little deflated. You know, I'm going to find some more, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, words. <laughs> It's like, you know, when you're like writing an essay, you know, <laughs> and if you're in Word, you just go through and you maybe use the synonym thesaurus thing to change the word. So it sounds like, you know, more words than you do. Like search replace. And stuff. I need some synonyms for, you know, so, you know, send them to me. I feel like it's a filler. It's like people say like a lot. Like, I feel like it's better than like. Like, like. Maybe that's yours. Maybe I'm gonna edit like, edit yours yeah. together. Who yeah, knows? Like, yeah. Anything's possible. I mean, you know. It's okay. It's okay with me. You chose it to end this it podcast. Wasn't a, it wasn't an assault. It was, you know, just you know, just, I was just pointing something out. I'm not even gonna do the music this time. Let's just end it.